Go to audible.com for your free audiobook download. You know, Scott. Yes, Randy Orton? I think that's I, I sorry, I waited for you to say more. I'm I'm a, such a keen listener because I love Audible so much, so I'm 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 keen to listen. Wait a minute. Audible makes you a good listener. Listener? Li- yeah. No, uh, Randy Orton, Audible makes me a great listener. Scott, I <laughs> love listening. Do you? you I <laughs> love listening. You listen I <laughs> love sound you tend to listen a lot while you speak i love well randy the great part is you can get a free audiobook download at www.audibletrial.com slash comedy podcast network i <laughs> love it well good because it's free you get a free audiobook so there's over a hundred thousand titles to choose from over uh-oh uh <laughs> Uh, don't don't number all. Dr- d- <laughs> fast. Yeah, yep. Hundred thousand. I yep. Oh, love it. That's great. You can listen to them on the road with all your buddies. You can listen to it on your iPhone, your Android, your Kindle, or your MP3 player. Thanks, curtain jerks. You're welcome, Randy. Thanks, <laughs> Jesus. Curtain jerks. You're welcome. This is a very special episode. Scott, 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 you're full of sugar plums. Yeah. Your sugar plums came from the Italian fairy. That's right. I'm Scott Narver. And I'm Steve Sears. This is a very special Christmas episode, as I said. And you're wondering, if you didn't look at the title, if you just download these things and listen to them, this is a special Gets Tricked holiday edition of Christmas Bounty starring Mike the Ms. Woo! Who else was in it? James Yee. Yeah, he was. Do you know who that was? No, who was that? Bobby's dad. All right. Um, We had Michael Hannes. Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Scott, what is this movie about? Bullshit. <laughs> this is a movie about, uh, who's the lead lady's name? A former Jersey girl who's now a school teacher in New oh, York this, City. This beautiful young lady. Mm-hmm. She's really good. Well, who? What's her name? Francia... Raza. Francia Raza is a former bounty hunter in New Jersey, a la Dog the Bounty Hunter. And she's part well, of a bounty hunter family. Well, you think there's comparisons between Dog the Bounty Hunter and this? Well, I was surprised because they gave Dog the Bounty Hunter's hair, like, visually to the, her mom. Which Beth has in Dog the Bounty Hunter and her heaving bosoms. Yeah, it seemed very similar to Dog the Bounty Hunter. And uh, Francesca, what's her character's name? Tori Bell. Tori Bell. Sounds like a character from uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. She uh, finds out that some guy who she put away in prison when she was in a, when she was in her teenage years uh, is then out of jail. 
or prison, I should say, and now he's coming for her, and now she's got to go back to New Jersey and hunt him down and go back to her bounty hunting. Yes, we'll go through the entire movie in a little bit, but first, whoa, whoa, Scott, initial thoughts. Why? <laughs> why? Yeah, why the entire Be- movie? Because we had to sit through this, and this, this, I will give you credit, this was your idea. This was a good idea on paper. True. Uh, that we watched this movie... We do a guest director movie, and it's a Miz movie. No, it's a WWE Films film, but I should point out also, this is one of the first gets jerk movies we watched that Scott and I watched separately. That's so true, huh? Yeah. Is this the only one where you've done that? Well, you know what's weird is when I watch a bad movie alone, man, really feels like a bad movie. Yeah, it's only an hour and 15 minutes long, and you feel every second of it. Yeah, like I was surprised at uh, how short it appeared to be. But while watching it, it did not feel that way. No, 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 it did not. As you said, this is a WWE Studios movie. And a WWE joint, I think they go by, right? I, th- I believe you're right, yes. A WWE spice joint. But this is Scott, our- Scott, you feel like you're really overwhelmed by those sugar plums. Is that going on? Yeah, because I want them dancing in my head other than this movie. All right. So we have, as Steve uh, had said, we have Tori Bell who they're in a school to start the movie, and within the first 90 seconds, we get all the exposition right out of the way. Yeah, she's a school teacher. She has to meet her fiancé's parents, and they're super rich and to-do, and there's a party, and she doesn't want to go, but she also has incredible acrobatic skills. Well, also, James has this wonderful app, which is not the WWE app, which is available now, by the way, but I was very surprised they didn't show off the WWE app because this other app, was pretty amazing. Yeah, it was a great opportunity to explore the apps. A great opportunity, if you will. A great opportunity. So she notices before they leave that a young Asian boy is being taken into no, a car. No, no, her mom says, the mom of the oh, kid Oh, yeah, where's says, Bobby? Where's Bobby? And then that this young Asian boy is being taken by an Asian man who might be her dad if you were to assess the situation. Uh, the kid's dad. Yeah, yeah. Because he's an Asian fella, and um, she immediately leaps out the window, runs across a, a, a little rooftop railway, and then leaps onto the hood of the car. Oh, she leaps onto the top of the car and then sticks her head down through the top of the windshield like, hey, I'm stuck up here. Yeah, and then he stops, and she doesn't go flying off the front. And then, um, yeah, she does this in heels and a skirt, by the way. And it turns out, what do you know? It's Bobby's dad. But she points out that Bobby's dad didn't have visitation rights for this weekend, so... They've been revoked. They've been revoked. So she was just doing her job, just doing her job as a super nosy teacher. And told him to call the cops. But she did all that in heels and a skirt. That was crazy. It's very impressive. And when she jumped, I was looking for that upskirt. Yeah, was there? Not really. There was something, but... There was a back skirt, if I remember correctly. <laughs> there, Yeah, there was a back skirt. So then, uh, upskirt alert, she looked like she was just wearing gymnastics uh, um, unitards. Yeah, this was on ABC Family. Yeah, which she was wearing Stone Cold Steve Austin trunks. So I was looking for any possible, you know, ABC Family full pause at any moment. Because they this were was... nonstop later on. Oh, yeah, they, they came up right away, right afterwards. Yeah. So then she meets up with James, her, uh, her boyfriend, and then they go to... The party, his parents' party, where she's wearing a different dress. Yeah, she changed for the in the Christmas. car somewhere. Is that have you ever experienced that with your lady? Like, 
You're I, you're at a social not function. Not just my lady. I've I've been at social functions had to change it between them. Really? Yeah. Look, Scott, not everybody can wear tuxedos like you all the time. But yeah, I'm already dressed nice. Why would I dress nicer? Why would I add tails in a top hat? Sometimes you don't want to make people to feel, uh, you know, out of place because everybody's wearing top hats. It's very confusing to me. Well, she changed in the car, I guess. Uh, and then we see that uh, that James's parents are very rich and very to-do in the blah, 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 blah. Yeah, blah, the highfalutin blah, blah. world. So he's, he's setting that up like, well, you'll just have to know that they're so rich and Look, uh, just get to know them, all right? He could have just said, my parents are rich assholes, but I love them because my they're my parents. Right. But we learned that his dad is so rich, he gets her name wrong. Yeah. He calls her Tara. Her name's Tori! Ugh, oh, geez. that's how rich he is, everybody. So then um, so they meet, but then Tori gets a threatening phone call from... I was about to say, Scott, when does the plot kick in for this movie? Oh, within three minutes. So she gets that call from, we find out uh, this mob guy named Manucci. Bad dude. Very Italian. Uh, and uh, so he says uh, that, oh, she says she's got to leave New York because she can't explain it, but she'll make up for it on New Year's. And what she does is he's like, I I, I don't know. That's not really a good. Yeah, I don't know. I don't want to count down by myself. I mean, it's just like she wow. says, I, I won't see you to New Year's. I'm so sorry. I'll make up for it. And then whispers in his ear how she's going to make up for it. Mm-hmm. And then he goes, you can do that. It was all sex stuff. Like it was all filled with. Like, yeah, it wasn't like she was describing. I'm going to make you the best sandwich you've ever had. No, I'm way. talking chicken tenders and buffalo sauce and jack cheese and quesadilla with barbecue sauce in it. You know, all that. Just like you can make an ass out of my sandwich. Yeah. Like that. As soon as that no, happened. Wait, no, that's terrible. <laughs> you can make a sandwich out of my ass. Poop into this sandwich. Immediately. I was. That's when I was like, is this ABC family? What did she I'm- say? What do you think she said? I don't know. I like for as as risky. You filled it in. I filled it in. Come what on. What did you fill it in? I filled it in like first off, I'll suck your dick, and then I'll I'll completely wrap uh, my vagina around your ear, Jeez. and then and then just hold this my call, breath. Is, is this call collect? <laughs> Boyo. And then just hold my breath, and then shove all the air through my vagina into your ear, causing an embolism. Yeah, that's like that Bond villain. <laughs> Vagina air gun, Anton Chigara. <laughs> and then he goes, you can do that? You know what? Mine was, le- mine was. I just thought you said that she could put her legs behind her head. Mm, okay. But at the time, I wish she was talking about a sandwich or some sort of barbecue chicken quesadilla. Well, as long as she didn't say, you can make an ass out of my sandwich, because that's not a thing. <laughs> you know what, Scott? Now that you've said it, I'm positive that's what she said. <laughs> ABC Family, where you can make an ass out of a sandwich. But uh, you buy Quiznos. So then she goes uh, She goes home, and she looks at the photos of the wall, and we see that there's a photo of her kickboxing. One photo, and we know then she can fight. That is character development. I, I would have assumed the jumping on the car is sort of enough to know that she's a go-getter. She's a go-getter, but now we know she can fight because we've seen a photograph. And then she immediately gets attacked by some sort of a... Um, predator in her apartment Mm -hmm. a sleeveless predator which turns out to be your dad who looks three years older than her who looks like mark marrow now yeah it's a very narrow guy Mm mm-hmm yeah uh (laughs) yeah mark marrow ever so narrow ever so narrow and then a blonde lady shows up who's her mom 
And then they have bounty hunter badges, so you know that they're bounty hunters. Yes. Uh, her mom does look as much like Beth from Dog the Bounty Hunter as possible. How do you know her name is Beth? Because I watch that show a lot. Really? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I was a big fan. Was Dog short for anything? Yeah, he's a short guy. Mm. Dwayne Chapman. Oh. It wasn't an acronym? No, he was the dog. All right. He was the dog. He'd find you. He'd sniff you out and he'd get you. Oh. I always were wondering why they carried those little yellow fire extinguishers. Uh, that was something I was going to get to a little bit later in this because I believe, unlike this movie, it's illegal to carry firearms. I think for bounty hunters, that's true. Uh, I, that's something I wanted to point out about this movie. A lot of these bounty hunters just sort of seem to function like special ops teams inside the United States. Yes. So there was a lot, like at one point, like the Miz sets up C4 on a door he's about to blow open. And uh, uh, Tori takes out a hair clip or pin or whatever. She's like, oh, really? And she picks the, the the door. And I was like, what the fuck are they doing with C4? They're I... domestic terrorists. <laughs> yeah, it's it's pretty crazy that they carry guns and stuff. But yeah, Dog the Bounty Hunter, they would carry mace and pepper spray and Big all that stuff. Big industrial pepper spray, right? Mm-hmm. To to take out their uh, to take out the these the these bad guys criminals bad guys yeah. the bad guys these bail uh, jumpers bail jumpers that's bail what I was jumpers. looking for parole humpers <laughs> yeah <laughs> jail fuckers ass out of sandwiches oh that's what I was gonna say next because mm. I'm bad at this uh, so in in the home yes we it's revealed that it's mom and dad and she's home there and she dad tries this move on her and it never works come on dad. But mom's got, a, she's even got a tattoo on, on her uh, left boob. Yeah, I think they were just really trying to trash them up as characters. Mm-hmm. But I wonder if those were real tattoos, because it didn't look good. Uh, I think it was intentional. You I, think that was an intentional tattoo that they added every time? I think so, yeah. I think that lady has those tattoos. I'm going to look her up right now. April Telek. She's Gail Bell, her mom. Her mom looks like Deborah. She does look like Deborah. This is, I said this to Scott before the podcast. I couldn't figure out if any of these people were actually wrestlers. Holy shit. She was in another movie with a wrestler in it. Which movie? Guess. The Chaperone? No. Uh, is it part of the, uh, the South connection? Like uh, Wrong Side of Town? Oh, I thought you meant like what with the Jarrett's? No, well, the Wrong Side of Town and uh, the Chaperone also sort of shot in what, Louisiana? Oh, I see what you're saying. I don't know where this movie was shot. I think it's Southern setting, but I don't know if it's actually shot there. And I'm looking at pictures of her breasts, and no, they don't have a tattoo on them. Score one for me. What's the movie? What's the other wrestling Score movie? Score one for me. I'm looking at pictures of her breasts. Uh, she's in Walking Tall with The Rock. Hey. Let's see what she plays in that. Let's see. Uh, Defense attorney. Defense attorney. Prosecutor. Lead prosecutor. Uh, she's also in Flight 93. <laughs> Sender's wife. Casino waitress. Hmm. So crucial part, crucial. So uh, yes, they're there, and then they throw badges to her daughter because they, you know, uh, Tori tells her parents that Anucci had twenty years on his sentence, but he got out in six. Wait a minute. Did she go home to her apartment or home home in New Jersey? Home home in New Jersey. Okay. She left. They were in New York, and then uh, went home to New Jersey, Trenton specifically all this stuff is revealed later throughout the movie as you go like so wait what's going on they gotta get all this other exposition out of the way so yeah she took him down as a teenager 
So that's why he's still upset. Okay. Never mind the cops that arrested him in the first place for whatever he did. Hey, man, he's pissed at the bounty hunter. Pride is a fickle beast, Scott. It's a fickle, fickle beast. <laughs> uh, and we also find out that her nickname is Tornado. Wow. She really doesn't come into play later on at all. They say it once or twice. Yeah, but just people have nicknames. So they go on a hunt. Uh, so, yeah, for some reason, they, the, re- the only way to track him down is to find out what his girlfriend's doing. So they all go to the mall. But turns out that's not his girlfriend. I assumed it was his wife. Oh, but it's his daughter. Spoiler alert. No. Who is it? Sister. What? Yes. Jeez, I should have been paying attention. <laughs> well, it's hard because they don't. They throw in one little bit of information at one point. You go, wait, what? What? So that's why I was recapping all this. So they, they find a car in the parking lot that has a license plate Jersey girl. J-U-R-Z-G-R-L. I saw it in passing. Thought it said Jizz Girl. Gotcha. Wasn't sure. I'm like, whoa, there we go. Another ABC family faux pas. Mm-hmm. But it says Jersey Girl. That's when we see the Miz. That's right. The Miz shows up. He's at the mall. He's helping Tori tail down uh, this uh, whoever they're tracking down. Uh, Big Donna. Big B- Donna. Big Donna Anucci. Ooh, best, best gag of the entire movie. It comes up later on. The Bones. Bones has got the best gag of the movie. Get ready for it, everybody. Big line. So we're finally introduced to The Miz, the co-star of this movie, who has a pretty small role, all things considered. Yeah, he's just a supporting bounty hunter. Yes. And he looks like The Miz. He looks like Leon, right, from Resident Evil? You take that back. Chris Redfield? Yeah. He looks looks, like Chris Redfield. He looks like Chris Redfield. Oh, because you're trying to look like Leon. Uh, This hair isn't going to grow itself until I really concentrate on it. I believe it is going to grow itself. Uh, Yeah, and then you're going to tell me my fingernails are going to keep growing after I die. But All right, Scott. Is that true? Yeah, your fingernails and your hair grow after. Like, so if you opened a casket a couple years later, just long hair, long nails. Why does an undertaker ever open the casket up later after he's buried someone alive? To see their long nails and long hair. You said it and forget it, man. Now I want to see an open casket. They're not fun. Have you seen one? Like, and been to a funeral with an open casket? Well, I was thinking that, or or you cracked one open to find out, oh my god, their nails and hair do grow. No, but, like, I imagine it looks like what Donovan looks like at the end of, uh, oh, that's actually what, think of it that way. Last Crusade? Last Crusade, when Donovan's hair grows long. Like, and his, he pulls up his hands and his fingers are really long and, like, his nails are long. That's because they keep growing. His nails don't grow. They should. That was, that'd be a weird distracting thing that kids would be like, why did his nails grow? Because the, it's still growing. <laughs> eh, it's still growing. Still growing. Um, But Miz shows up and he's got a New Jersey accent that fluctuates. I think he's trying to pass or not be from New Jersey. I'm he's not sure. He's a Guido. Is he? I guess. You just wanted to say that word, didn't you? No, well, he's... Isn't that what they are? No, I mean, Guidos are like Italian-American New Jersey guys, but, like, he's just a weird New Jersey guy. Really, if anything, I'd say he's like an ambiguous, non-raced white guy in New Jersey who's got an accent. Non-raced? Yeah, like, he really didn't seem Italian by any means. And I'm not just saying that as the Italian counterpart of this show. I just feel like (laughs) he's really missing something. I feel like you are saying that because you also gave me... We don't want him! (laughs) You gave me salami right before we recorded this episode. Hey, when you're in my home, I want to treat you like a guest. Well, thanks. <laughs> what? Oh, did, you, did you guys say salami? 
Oh, good jeez. Hey, everybody. Uh, we're going to get to this. I was going to do a proper introduction, but Mrs. Dad is here because we were talking about the Mrs. movie. So, of course, we have to have Mrs. Dad on the show. Yeah, it's, it's a real big break. Uh, uh, Merry Christmas, Mrs. Dad. Hey, yeah. You've, oh. uh, Merry Christmas. Yeah, Merry Christmas to you. Uh, you okay. got a plate out or something? Uh, uh, well, we have we have several plates. We have some shortbreads. We have... Uh, oh. We have shortbread. We have uh, sugar dumplings. Oh God, sugar dumplings. We have uh, candy canes. Candy canes. Oh man, I just. You are good. We have Hershey Kisses, but they're the red and green wrappers, so that way you know it's Christmassy. No, it's very Christmas. We have M and M's that are red and green as well. Can I just have any one of these? We have Skittles, so that way you know what are which, so that way you get the purple and the yellow in there. I'm a big fan of that. We have Rolos. Oh, they're all on. Un- they're all unwrapped. We have fruit cake. You have all those on unru- those Rolos are all unwrapped. They're all unwrapped. Yeah. Hey, uh, do you mind if I just? Do you want me to go through the rest of the menu of everything we have here on these plates? Yeah, if you. If I just want to. Did somebody say something about salami? Yeah, we have salamis that are uh, that have tootsie rolls wrapped on the inside. God, that's just. I don't want to interrupt. I know you guys. It's a little late for that, but talking about a movie, I just. We're, I we're I... talking about your son's movie. Who? Your son, Mike Ms. Mazanin. Yeah. How do you pronounce your last name? Mazanin. Oh, okay. So it does run off at the end. Mazanin. 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 Your son was in a movie. He's in a couple of movies, but this is the one we watch where where gets jerked. Uh, your son's movie, Christmas Bounty. Oh, is that a is that a beer hat filled with warm chocolate milk? It is a beer hat filled with warm chocolate milk. We suggest that you don't flip it over and put it on your head because then you don't get any of the chocolate milk yeah i got you oh man this is a christmas bounty of sorts huh look we even have dvd copies of your son's movie everywhere in between all the stuff get those out of the way i'm trying to see that (laughs) wait that was odd you just you just shoved all the dvd copies out of the way from all the food here let me just put them back right here (laughs) why do you keep moving it look i just i've described the food this is you know that you have pretzels in the green room yeah, they're they're filled with peanut butter on the inside. Yeah, they're so good. Well, we like to please. I'm very pleased. In fact, you could say this is the most excited I've ever been in my life. Is looking at all this food right here. If you open up this DVD case right here no, with your son's right. movie, that's well, right. if you open it up inside, hey, do you think if I got there's to... steak injected with caramel? Uh, the movie's in the way. <laughs> it's, well, there's steak with caramel. You no, don't care? It's okay. All right. Well, what, what's one of your favorite foods? My favorite food? Mm-hmm. A Christmas story? What? No, oh, I'm just kidding. You said food. I thought you said movies. Yeah. Uh, well, I really, really, really like melted cheese. You really like melted cheese? I have a special treat for you. Check out these nachos right here. They're in the shape of your son's face. No, I'm not interested. They're nachos, though. They're nachos, with no- with- not mys. Huh? <laughs> But you can have oh, because you're worried that it's not yours. But you can have it. It's got cheddar cheese, gouda cheese, provolone cheese. What kind of spices are on that nacho? What kind of what? It's on the nacho. Sun nacho. Spice on the spices. What kind of spices are on that nacho? What kind of spices are on here? You well, got, you got peppers. You got jalapeno peppers. Yeah. You've got uh, ghost peppers. You've got paprika. Hey, I didn't know The Miz was in a movie. <laughs> yeah, I'm, that's what I'm trying to tell you. Your son is in the movie Christmas Bounty. Th- you didn't see it? Oh, ABC Family. That's, God, that's really great. Y- did you not see your son's movie? No. Why would I? <laughs> He's your son. 
Yeah, I'm not invested. <laughs> you don't seem to be invested in his wrestling career, and you also don't seem to be invested in his movie career. I don't know why people think I... Well, I don't know why I have that reputation. What? Scott Narver, Steve Sears, why do I have that reputation for not caring about my son? You just said you're not invested. What? You, when... I yeah, asked but you, prior to me saying that, why would people think that I don't care? When you were on a Raw, when Randy Orton fought your son in a match. Oh, Randy Orton. You looked, He's a great wrestler. Well, okay, see, now you're perking up, but at the time you were disinterested that your son was being pummeled to death. You know what's great is he hears voices in his head, and I imagine some of those voices are telling him when catering is up. They might be, that's true. You are very like a pulled pork slider, huh? With a, like a kimchi... Topping and a little bit of wasabi mayo. Well, it's it's interesting that you mentioned that because I have one right over here. But inside is a copy of the Marine Three. Oh wow, the food sounds really good, but the movie seems really un- un- unappetizing. Well, your son's in that movie. Who? Your son, Mike Mizanin. Oh well, you know I. What's wrong with your? Son? It's Christmas time. Shouldn't you be talking to your son? Is he gonna come home for the holidays? God, that'd be great. Would it? Why? I don't know, because then you could probably shovel the front yard. <laughs> well, that would be a start, right? That would you be know a start. what would be great? What? Is if Mike came home for Christmas, uh-huh. and we made our very famous Christmas turkey, and then Mike left, and I had a one extra portion for the turkey. It's so sad that you can't share this food with your son. I don't have to share it with my son. That's the best part. You're right. You don't have to, but you're a father, and you'd think that you would share it because you're a father. Are those Vietnamese sandwiches? Those are Vietnamese sandwiches. Those are just tiny Vietnamese sandwiches. Those are Vietnamese sandwiches. Did you slice them into slices like that, or is just? Can I have a whole one? Well, we have a whole one right over here, but we put it in a Money in the Bank briefcase, which is signed by your uh, son, the Miz. Can't open it. It's locked in a briefcase. Yeah, no. the, the combination is just six two eight. So if I could only it's six two eight. Cash it in to, six, for a sandwich. Well, the sandwich is inside. A whole sandwich. The size of the briefcase is an entire sandwich. No, again, it's sub, sub-championship sandwich. Sub-champ- what? There's, if only that sandwich had an ass. What? Make an ass out of that sandwich. <laughs> oh, I see. I was listening earlier. I see, it I see. It didn't make any sense. No, it, I'm sorry it didn't, but I'm glad that you brought it but back. Much like my son's wrestling career, it doesn't make any sense. Wow, that was a hell of a slam what? on what Christmas. Come on, on what Christmas you, what of all ta- things. No, what are you talking about? Take the briefcase and just go. We're trying to spread some holiday cheer with your son's shitty movie. All right, can I, I'm just going to use these two baguettes to pick up the, the briefcase. Okay. Well, Merry Christmas to you and enjoy the food. Merry Christmas to you. And beware, you'll be visited by three more ghosts. Three more? I'm sorry, did I say ghosts? You I meant said... I'm going to wander back into the room in three more times. Okay, well, that's fair. So b- feel free to take all the food you want. I'll just uh, push all these M&Ms inside of this, uh, this chicken tender. <laughs> it's weird that you've, you opened the hole with the chicken tender with your finger, and then you're shoving M&Ms inside of it. <laughs> King Ralph spotted dick. <laughs> all right. Well, back to the movie. So we're introduced to the Miz. You guys are talking about a movie. Yeah, we're talking about your son's. All right, movie. buddy, get out of here. We're talking about shoot, your son's movie. Shoot. So Miz is playing a guy from Jersey, and they're using code names in the mall to to stake out the bodyguards and Big Donna to see what's happening. And to, uh, but amongst this, I swear one of the code names that Mom calls Dad Black Cock. 
Uh, she probably didn't. I'm going to assume she didn't, but I can understand that that probably happened. Black Hawk? It might have been that, but when just listening to it, I kept hearing Black Cock. Well, sometimes we hear what's on our minds or what's slapped across our face. That was weird because I did have someone constantly slapping a black cock in my face while watching this movie. Hey, you watching a movie? Huh? 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 <laughs> Biggie Langston, cut uh, it out. Huh? You watching a movie? <laughs> yes. Um, Congratulations on your Intercontinental uh, Championship reign. Uh, this, what's funny about this whole mall sequence is that they're trying to shadow what's her name? Uh, Big Donna. Big Donna. And they're just sort of wandering around. They call her that because she's fat. Yeah, it's not because she's like big in the scene or anything. Yeah. Uh, so they're following around the mall. And this is what's really interesting to me is one, this is probably what I feel like has the most violence almost in the entire movie. Like, there's gunfights later on, but this really has people getting thrown off balconies. Yeah, this is super fucked up and weird well, a guy how this gets, all goes down. A guy gets chloroformed and pulled into a bunch of uh, Christmas trees. This is all in a crowded mall, by the way. Yes, let me— let me. Let it's me, very—like, it's like me, the scene in Rambo, but not as cool. Let me take you through all the things that happen in this sequence. So, inside the mall, at Christmas time, Big Donna's hiding in the nail salon. Bodyguards are— outside of the nail salon, and then start to get bored and start to meander. One bodyguard starts staring at mannequin tits, just going through, like, staring at a set of mannequin tits, and then the next pair, and the next pair, and then we see moms. Yeah. We see uh He Gail. ends on a real-life person. Yeah, Gail's tattooed uh, boobs. And then she... Uh, then we cut to the dad who chloroforms a, a guy in the middle of the mall. And he takes him into a bunch of Christmas trees. A bunch of... This movie's whole budget is blown on Christmas trees. There are Christmas trees everywhere in this fucking I movie. I wish that they had the shot of the cutaway to a kid's reaction in the food court, like just seeing some guy get chloroformed and pulled away into the trees. That would have been great. And then there's a some sort of... I think Miz gets in a fight with somebody. Well, so uh, then we cut back to the mom... Who offers a closer look to the bodyguard in the elevator? So she brings him in. She literally says, "You want to take a closer look?" Or yes, something like you that. You want a closer look? So he goes in. She slams his head against the the elevator, which is a glass elevator and see through, so people can see this as well. Everything is out in the open. Mm -hmm. uh, she knocks him out, and then the elevator door shuts, and she writes "out of order" in lipstick. As though that is protocol. I don't think so. Well, if someone was on the second level and pressed up on the elevator, the elevator would just go up. And yeah, the guy's and body still would open. still be inside. Yeah. So um, then one, the one guard that says he's going to go hit the head, the one guard that was actually going to go to a secluded place, not out in public, is the one that Miz goes after. Even more out in the open than the rest of them. And they get in some sort of kung fu fight, and that guy gets knocked over a railing. And I immediately thought he was going to scream the whole way down. And they're like, cheese it! The mission's blown! <laughs> yeah, he tries to choke him out. Everybody else takes out their guy right away. Miz tries to choke the guy out. The guy fights him off immediately. Yeah. And then, yes, throws him off the balcony onto the ground. And, um... Well, he lands on some presents. Not marble tiles. You think... It's we see the foreground and then we see him just in the you background. Know, there's crash. The crunch, yeah, there's the crunch and crash of presence. What, what surprises we see, me, we don't see him land on anything. No, but there's there's a sound of him landing on presence and also how do you I know they're presence? Oh, what else would he land on? What <laughs> the else, concrete and those could be all of his bone shattering. I don't think his he bones, killed a man. I don't think his bones sound like empty cardboard boxes. And also he lands and there's a bunch of people that walk by don't see him. No, you see it's a kid, like, in line for uh, Santa. He sees? 
No, none of them see. None of them happen to see all the stuff that happens. No. But uh, we find out Mrs. character's name is Mike Muscles, which is his actual name, Mike. Oh, you got to love those stretches when they give the actor their real name in the movie. Well, it's just to give them a more naturalistic approach to the material. Oh, and don't forget when Mike is... uh, I'm going to refer to him as Mike and Ms. off and on throughout this thing. So that's who I'm referring to. That a guy, a couple walks by and says, hey, is that guy okay when he's fighting him? And then he goes, yeah, yeah, yeah. He just slipped. And that's when he throws him over the railing. Oh, that's after or before it? It's before he throws him over the railing. He's fighting him and then he knocks him down and the couple goes, is that guy okay? Oh, yeah, he just slipped. <laughs> no ticket. Yeah, not exactly the same moment, but attempted. And we see even oh, more guy, Christmas trees. I just threw him off the railing. <laughs> and then... But this guy, I just chloroformed him and dragged him into the trees. <laughs> this guy, I just showed him my breasts and knocked his head against the elevator. With my breasts. With my breasts. Then cover is blown because Tori almost put a gigantic beeping, blinking tracking device inside Big Donna's purse. Bigger than a deck of cards, smaller than a bread basket. Mm -hmm. And louder than both. Yeah. And we are- Bread's done. Bread's done. (laughs) Bread's done. Bread's done. Flash, 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 flash. flash. (laughs) Ah, ah, God. By Liz. Liz the legs. Lizzie the legs, as they refer to her. Uh- she recognizes Tori, and then Big Donna tries to make a run for it, going... This is the former Jersey best friend, correct? Yes. Going up the escalator, and then sees that uh, the bounty hunters are up top, then thinks to go down the escalator, but then sees Tori coming up, um, and then she goes back to the same escalator she was going to take, which would be going against it as though that was a good idea. Like the director really thought that was a good gag that, Oh, well then try to go down the other way. That's not going to work. The up elevator. Mm-hmm. That's those are one of my favorite gags. I like chase foot chases where the people go down the up elevator escalator escalator. Oh, go down the up elevator. It's just a lot of pushing your face <laughs> against the ground. <laughs> so they get, I'll her. get you Sanchez. <laughs> They get her, and then she can't escape, uh, and stupid shit. Like, they talk to her, and then they put the tracking device in there. And Miz says to Tori, it's like you'd never left, Tor. Which, when he says it, it sounds like he says, it's like you never left, whore. Because the T is so close to the to the left. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Sounds like you never left. <laughs> it's like you never left, Tor. Mm-hmm. Calls her a whore. It's also a bit of his accent, I think. Door. Mm-hmm. So we got Mikey Muscles and Lizzie the Legs. Uh, and then Tori has to explain that she's not a full-time bounty hunter anymore. To uh, who? To Miz. Oh. And then Miz makes her feel guilty for making a new life for herself. Yeah, a lot of this movie is... Uh, uh, well, this is how I would describe this movie in a these nutshell. These are ex-boyfriend, we find out. Yeah, this is how I describe this movie in a nutshell. Local girl makes good, finds career for herself in big city, has great fiance, goes back town, goes back to hometown because ca- past catches up with her, uh-huh. then ma- is made to feel shit, uh, shitty about her new <laughs> made life. Made to feel shit. Made to feel shit about new life. 
So while also discover rediscovering the joys of that said life as well. So Big Donna managed to somehow find this gigantic blinking and beeping tracking device that was in her purse and then shows it to Minucci. The whole team goes to track down Minucci in this big warehouse where we're introduced to Minucci in the warehouse having a lobster and spaghetti dinner. By himself. By himself. And his henchman, his main thug, Leopold, a really big black dude named Leopold, was tying his bib onto him with no other thugs around. And then once he's done tying the bib, he goes, they're here. Which seems it was an odd placement. of. Hey, man, it's theatrics. If you're a big boss man, what do you want to do? You want to set up a, a meal so when people show up, you're casually eating? Or you have your sunglasses on and you're the actual big boss man? It seemed weird that he knew when he was arranging the meal. So it's like, they're here. I'm guessing. I don't know. I've been arranging your meal this past what 45 minutes. What was his plan? Was he just going to shoot everybody when they showed up? It seemed like it. Because he okay, didn't... now you go hide. You go hide. I'm just gonna eat this spaghetti dinner, and I'm gonna say cryptic nonsense. <laughs> yeah, it was so weird. And spaghetti and lobster—that seems like a weird combo. Uh, I think you mean delicious. Uh, yes, but labor-intensive. Well, he's not cooking. True, but to eat it. So Mike and Tori. If he has to crack the lobster, Scott. Yes, if the lobster's been cracked, and all he's got to do is cut those lobster steaks. I think he's on. Well, I think he's, I think he's on the green. It's in shell, so. Mike and Tori pin him down. They go in using their tracking device, not this wonderful app that her boyfriend uses, which would be a way better tracking device. You know, it's funny that you bring up that app again, Scott. It's a good app. It is a good app. I mean, like the WWE app, which over 9 million users have used. And if you need to know how to use it, Michael Cole could show you. Yeah. On YouTube. Tweet Michael Cole. Ask him how to use the app. Maybe he'll bring it up on the next episode of Raw. You don't know, guys. So in the show- We can make a difference. <laughs> so there's a showdown between Minucci and Tori. Tori, they have guns drawn, and then that's when James shows up. Who's James? James is her boyfriend. Oh, or fiance? No, not at this point. Oh. Uh, James is the boyfriend that shows up with polar bear in hand and tracking device on cell phone. Saying- well, he's saying the titular line. Hey, I used that great app I told you about. Yes. Yeah, I found you via the app because I was going to cash in on that January 1st sex in this warehouse that I tracked you down in. Who the fuck would show up in a warehouse tracking down your girlfriend and think that's cool when she says, I can't see you for a week? Well, he could have just said, hey, uh, is everything okay? But he shows up and he's he didn't of- text, he didn't call. He shows up like some fucking weirdo. Maybe he thought she was kidnapped. It's so weird. Oh, he shows up with a gift? For the kidnappers. A stuffed polar bear? It's for the kidnappers. That was weird. And then so everybody's got guns drawn. And then gunfight. The polar bear gets its head shot off. And um, another guy falls off a balcony. mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Miz shoots the guy. And then uh, Tori warns him about another guy at 12 o'clock. Miz doesn't look, puts his gun up in the air, shoots the guy who then falls down right near him. I can only assume dead. Yes. And I guess the guy was just hovering above him. Or he was leaning over. I guess so. But Miz is a crack shot. He's a terrible fighter in this movie, but he's a hell of a crack shot without even looking. He just killed a guy. He, he, did, he killed two guys. And then they just leave. They do. They leave, a, a le- they leave a warehouse full of dead dudes. They leave a warehouse full of dead dudes. Yeah. These bounty hunters, it's cool for them to kill people and carry guns in this world. Mm-hmm. They don't have to answer to the cops at all. 
Um, and James is knocked out, and then uh, Tori calls on Liz, uh, Lizzie the Legs, for help because she's a nurse and she makes house calls. So James is still passed out the dragon in the house. We find out we're in Trenton, New Jersey at that point, and uh, that, yes, Tori is trying to make this new life for herself and is trying to leave this other life behind. But she's also ashamed of her old family, so she tells her old family to, hey, clean it up. This is my new boyfriend. Mm-hmm. Act normal. A, a favorite moment of mine in this, when Liz goes away from helping to deliver James at the house, is Liz doesn't get in a car and drive away. She closes the car door that is her family's car, and she doesn't have a jacket on, and there's a lot of snow out. And I assume she just walks back to the hospital in the cold without a jacket on. What, she getting don't, raped she doesn't all get along in the, the way. Car? No, she doesn't get in a car. You don't hear her, like, the car door slam. You don't hear a car starting up. She just walks out of the driveway, I assume in the cold, back to the Jersey hospital. Well, she could have been at, well, I don't know. It was just an odd thing. Where I think there's tons of continuity issues about this. That, But I like to point them out that's true. for the people that should Wait never watch this movie. Wait till you get to movie. the dance montage. Oh, God. So, yes, as Steve pointed out, there are guns everywhere, along with wanted posters and crossbows and crazy... Obviously a bounty hunter's house or serial killer. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And we're introduced to a new character at this point that they don't say who it is. They don't say for a little while. They mentioned this guy's name earlier when they say, Bones can track this person, but they never call him Bones for a long time. Mm-hmm. So I thought it was a little brother, but this guy's just a... A total weirdo. He's wearing a live-in cousin. Yeah, a live-in cousin. He's wearing an Avengers shirt. Yeah, it's Cousin Bones, it turns out. Um, Tori asks her mom, not in these words, to put her tits away because that's embarrassing. Mm -hmm. Not the, And then her dad to put sleeves on. Mm -hmm. And then uh, when James wakes up in a panic, they offer cheese and crackers. And they spray cheese all over the crackers. Yeah, too much. Too much. Too much cheese. I they mean, drown that cracker. I think if you if you own cheese in a can, you know how to operate cheese in a can. Don't just think that if you own cheese in a can, you can just pretend you're super trashy. Because if you got cheese in a can, you can do delicate, pressurized, specific cheese amounts for crackers. Yeah, and you're probably pretty ornate with it at that point. Yeah, I think so. But no, they just drown that cracker. Yeah. Which weirded James out. Yeah. Classism, guys. Real big class issues. So they try and blend in with James uh, being fancy because mom drinks a beer with her pinky up. And whoops, there is a stun gun in the couch cushions that James sits on. That does not knock him unconscious. Also, he was sleeping on that couch mere minutes before. Mm -hmm. But you sit in a certain way, you activate the stun gun. You know how it goes. Mm -hmm. That's just life when you live with bounty hunters. Stun guns everywhere. And Cousin Bones... uh, says, uh, well, I'll just look on my police scanner. Uh, a video game. And then the guy mentioned some video. Are we, we're going to go beat by beat for the entire movie? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Because this is, this is one of my other favorite moments is that James goes, oh, you're a gamer, huh? I have, I have some games at the office. I have Excel Tetro. And then he goes, which version? And there's a fucking beat right here. Like everything stops. And he looks around the room and he goes, five. And then Bones really enjoys that for a little bit longer than I was comfortable with. He has Excel Tetro 5, Steve. Isn't Excel the spreadsheet program for 
computers. But this is the game version, Excel Tetro. Uh, Excel is a game. It's a game of finances and allotment. Five! But Bones is like, oh, wow! And then he just sort of hovers there looking at him. I don't think it was an intentional weirdo bit. It was oh, just... wow, can I rest my dick on your face? What was the dick joke we made earlier? Which one? We made some sort of dick joke earlier. Slapping dick in face? Some black sort of one? slap dick face. <laughs> hmm. Yeah, that's how... Bones! So, and it's also revealed that James isn't just named James. He's a real person because his name is James Oswald Valentine III. Oh, sounds rich. Classism, guys. Yeah, just like our producer, Philip Edwin Ranta III. That's right. Made me think of him. J.D. Rockefellers. <laughs> so, uh, James introduces himself to Tori's father, asking permission to propose to his daughter. And at that moment, the Miz walks in. The dad doesn't even get a chance to say anything? What do you mean? Well, yes, the dad, and the dad doesn't say anything, right? He just goes like, oh, all right, oh, yeah. But no, James vamps like he's going. I know you have a lot of questions about me. Who is this man that your daughter's been dating? Mm. But I've I've tracked you down because I wanted to ask permission to marry your daughter. And that Miz walks in and gives a phony Miz smile to try and pretend that he's happy for her. Yeah. Uh, doesn't the mom say she's getting engaged? And Miz is like, I'm pained. Uh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He Subtle. Looks, he looks very upset. Uh, and then they're gonna go celebrate at Pacino's. This is a dive bar in Jersey. Oh, is it? Mm-hmm. I would have assumed it was a very fancy Italian restaurant with Godfather memorabilia. I wish. That would have been great. That would have really picked things up, but no. And then we see Lizzie, uh, the legs, and Mikey Muscles are there. It's revealed that Mike and Tori used to date. They're, so they're bo- ex-boyfriend and girlfriend. And James is upset about this, uh, finding out this information. And then uh, wants to figure out what her father does for a living. But Tori says she'll explain later. But this time offers no sexual favors. Are you basing this on before when she every time she asks for something, she'll offer sexual favors? Yeah, that every time it's, well, I need you here. I need this thing. Like, I can't do this now. I, I Look, I'll explain later. <sighs> you can have my ass. You can have my ass and make a sandwich out of it. Oh, that's what that sandwich ass thing means? <laughs> yeah. Oh, I thought it was making sandwiches into asses. <laughs> like you put two sandwiches next to each other. That's what it was earlier, oh. but now it's serious. Like now you can put, your bologna has a first name, and it's J-A-M-E-S. And Well, you know, it's a good thing that she didn't offer anything up sexual, Scott, because if she was always assumed that she had to offer something up sexual for any sort of uh, conversation, it's a pretty tricky slope at the bus stop, let me tell you. (laughs) Is that what it's referred to as? Like, hey, you've been to the pretty tricky slope? Oh, no, I just thought pretty tricky slope was a good... It sounds like a black diamond trail. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it could be. It could be. So, Mike uh, tells Tori that he's still in love with her and that we find out that he didn't get a girlfriend in all this time. That he's still in love with her and goes for the kiss. And then she says she's engaged and Mike leaves. Yeah. Probably to go work on his muscles. <laughs> uh, doesn't, she also, doesn't Mike also get the, uh, the fiancé drunk? He has a beer and a chaser? No. He has a whiskey. No. He has an undescri- a non-described a shot. shot and, and a beer chaser. And a beer chaser. Which, yeah, they talk about way too much. James is, obs- is obsessed with the idea. He's not drunk. He just is 
fascinated by this well, new gets combination on, of drink. He has a good bit where he's like, hey, I'm going to get a shot in a beer chaser. You want one? They're really good. Like he's talking about it like the common people. It's a, a yes. low res cocktail. But he doesn't cocktail. but he doesn't act drunk though. I thought he just is obsessed with this new drink combination. He's a tiny little bit goofy. Just a little bit. He just acts like himself. He looks like a he looks like the smarmy bad guy boyfriend in every movie ever. He does. Yeah. That's why I don't like him. And he also kind of looks like Triple H if Triple H's head was deflated and no hair. Yes. Like if Triple H's head was a basketball and you just took all the air out of it. But you pulled it straight. Yeah, because the nose is there, yeah. but all the air has been sucked out of his nose. You don't nose. want that weird concave sort of like opened up macadamia nutshell. You don't want that. Yeah. And Tori, I should say, looks like a combination between uh, Lita and Melina. All right. Melina. Melita. Oh, there you go. <laughs> Which is a, a type of scoop for tea. Melita. Is it? Look it up. No. No. I'll take your <laughs> word for it. Spend 45 minutes looking that up. No, no thanks. Uh, and then James, oh, so, uh, yeah, so then the next morning, I thought, this is very confusing, it's the next morning, so then they get a tip to go find Minucci, but James wakes up and then asks Cousin Bones where they are, and then he says, oh, they left to go get a Christmas tree, because God forbid this movie is lacking fucking Christmas trees, they're everywhere in this movie. Well, fiance does the first thing where he sort of speaks to the audience, where he's like, Another one? Another Christmas tree? Haven't we seen a lot of Christmas trees? Shouldn't we go get those? I mean, it's our Christmas together. Shouldn't mm-hmm. we be a part of that? But Bone says, no, I'm a desk guy. I stay here. And he says, I'm a desk guy too. Aren't you a little tired of all that? Shouldn't we be the field guys? Get on out there and do our duty. And again, I think Cousin Boner wants to fucking put his dick right on James's face. He's like, yeah, yeah, you're right. I think that was more of him taking uh, taking life in, right? At the, uh, at the, in the gills, just really absorbing life. I, just think, like, I think Cousin Boner's obsessed with him. I think he really wants to fuck James. Well, fair enough. He does enjoy computers. I think we all know what that means. Yeah. Yeah, computer games and uh, shopping for trees. Yeah. Technologically literate. Getting out of this big closet that's our house. Yeah. Yeah, all right. So we go to the Christmas tree lot at night. It was morning. Now it's night. I don't know what happened for fucking 12 hours. Well, you know how it is on the East Coast. You drive everywhere and it takes forever. Oh, you're not those... always taking a train. You're not taking a train if you're not in the big city, I feel like. So you're going to be like, oh, let's go get a Christmas tree. Nine hours away. Yeah, all those tolls. Mm-hmm. It's toll booth state. It is a toll booth state. Mm-hmm. It's complicated. I, yeah, I can't imagine driving in that shit. So Miz gets in his catchphrase at the Christmas tree lot. He gets in the really... Really? You don't think I want to protect your fiancé? Of course I do. Oh, I thought when you said that, I thought he was saying, like, I'm awesome! He's awesome! <laughs> now he gets in the reallys. And then we got a fight at the Christmas tree lot, everybody. Yeah, Shades of Lethal Weapon 1. So Not an- at all. <laughs> no, no, I wish. Uh, Tori kicks Anucci's gold gun out of his hands. Oh, wait, before that, before that. The fiancé shows up, talks to his girlfriend, Tori, and he's like, Hey, what's going on? What are you guys doing? That is a great opportunity to be like, look, I'm a bounty hunter. We're on a stakeout. This is really dangerous. But instead, she says, go look for Christmas trees over there. Yes. Because right. everybody knows that Christmas trees are bulletproof and bullets do not fly through them. Until later. Until they start a fucking gunfight in a Christmas tree lot, which could have been filled with kids. Yeah. 
Ugh. Yeah, never mind. It's Jersey, so those kids deserve to be shot. Mm. So everybody's Wait, there. <laughs> uh, Anucci's got a gold gun they, that uh, Tori kicks out of his hands and then puts him in a triangle choke on him. Uh, not quite Undertaker's Hell's Gate, more of a triangle choke. Yeah. And then uh, they get knocked to the ground, and then she kips up a la HBK. Ooh, wrestling themed. And then Miz is fighting a thug with a snow shovel and is not winning. No. He's not really doing any damage. This thug is still beating him up. Dad shoots the golden gun away from Minucci on the ground, which, again, like, they have fucking guns and they're shooting everywhere. Like you said, they could be shooting kids. And ah, want that cigarette lit? Here, allow me. <laughs> Bang! <laughs> <laughs> I should have... Huh. Guess I should have did the trajectory a little bit better. I seem to have blown off your lower jaw. Well, it's all right. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, James shows up right in the middle of the gunfight and then says, what's going on here? Tori, what are you doing? And she says, I'm a bounty hunter. Bang, bang, bang. What? And then James gets kidnapped. Mm-hmm. Which, fine, take him. I don't like the guy. Sounds like a Krispy Kreme song. Fine, take him. I don't like the guy. Well, that's pretty good, but also James getting kidnapped. Oh, James getting kidnapped. Um, so yeah, before we get into the rest of this movie, we got to talk about other potential Jersey wrestlers that could have taken this part. How many could you have think? How many could you think of? I could only think of two. Could you think of any more? Oh, I think I've got one, but I don't want it to be one of yours. Okay, I thought of Diamond Dallas Page. Okay. He's a Jersey guy, so you name one. Mick Foley? Long Island, New York. Yeah, but... But he could have pulled it off. But didn't he go to WrestleMania in Jersey? What do you mean? I thought he... uh, That was his big thing, is that he went to a WrestleMania, and he said that's what made him want to be a wrestler. No, he went to the Garden. Oh. Not in New Jersey. Yeah. He stayed in New York. Uh, That would be a hell of a pairing if this young, beautiful woman... And Mick Foley were former boyfriend and girlfriend. I would have preferred Mick Foley to be the uh, to be in Miz's role. That would have been awesome. Mm-hmm. That would have been really good. I can't think of any other New Jersey wrestlers though, other than Zack Ryder. Yeah, who's begging for anything at this point? Well, do you want to do you want to get him up on Skype? I know he's a big internet guy. He is a big internet guy, and we've we've not had him on the show before. Well, this is a first. I mean, I feel bad because he is looking for stuff to do, and here, you know, we could get him. Well, let me peel this Band-Aid off the camera on your webcam. (laughs) You are so, so paranoid. (laughs) All right, just type in here. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Oh, uh, hey, Zach Ryder, this is uh, Steve Sears and Scott Narver from uh, Curtain Jerks. Hey, bro. Hey, Hey. bro. How are you? This is a very special episode. We just wanted to talk to you a little bit about uh, your hometown. Oh, Oh, yeah, New Jersey. Wait, right. What, aren't you from, wait a minute, aren't you from Long Island? Oops. <laughs> I just thought of that now. Is it in Long Island, I see? Uh, well, no big deal, but that's practically Jersey, right? <laughs> Why would you say you were from New Jersey, Zach? I'm just, I'm from wherever you want me to be. Uh, well. You guys going to China? Whoa, 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 I'm Chinese. <laughs> Uh, well, I, I feel like this is a great opportunity to just ask you, General. I was going to ask you about the the Mrs. movie, um, Christmas Bounty, but in terms of uh, you and popularity, do you feel like you're kind of chasing the dragon on this one, Zach? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to be a 47 Ronin. I'm one of the Ronin. So, okay, hold on. And what I mean chasing the dragon is you're just going anything that'll still get you some buzz. Going. Anything that'll give me buzz, bro. All right. Uh, 
Well, uh, what did you did you see Christmas Bounty? I did. What did you think about it? I think uh, I think Miz is a really good actor. Well, uh, I don't know. We didn't think he was such a great actor. I think he's great. I think he's one of the best actors there is. Really? Yeah. I think if they ever do a Christmas Bounty too, and they have a kid, woo woo woo, you know it. I could be his kid. Oh, geez, wouldn't you be a little tall? Well, that's the Miz. You know, the Miz is awesome, so we could have tall kids. Uh, honestly, Zach. I would rather see you in a movie solving mysteries a la Scooby-Doo. Oh, that'd be great too. Woo 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 Scooby-Doo. Uh, who else would be who else would be on your Scooby-Doo mystery team? So we're replacing all the all the gang? Well, all it's the not mystery so much, gang? It's not so much replacing the gang, it's you picking your new gang. You're not replacing any. It's you and I don't know if you'll have a Scooby-Doo or not. Okay, so I'm the main guy, the guy with the ascot. I'm that guy. I'm the rich guy. Well, you don't have to pick the archetypes. So I'm that guy. And then Velma okay. is Vicky Guerrero. Okay. I can see that. And well, I guess just replace the archetypes then. All and right. then Shaggy is Triple H. Okay. I can see that. He's got the goatee. And then Vince McMahon is Scooby-Doo. Okay. I can see that. Very gruff. And then the uh, the prettier girl is Stephanie McMahon. Uh, Daphne? Yeah, Daphne. Mm-hmm. And then that's everybody, right? Oh, and then Scrappy-Doo is Kane. All the authority, everybody in charge, hanging out with me. Woo, 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 can't fire me. Whoa, that's very tricky. Very tricky, Zach. I need money. Uh, what? I need money. What about all your t-shirts? Yeah, you want to buy some t-shirts? I can. It's Skype. Sorry. Uh, I can just shove them through the little uh, webcam. No, that's... Sorry, you know what, Zach? I think I think this interview's over. I'm Merry Christmas. Put... Merry Christmas. I need some money. I'm going to put this Band-Aid back on over the webcam. woo, woo. Hey, where'd you go? Uh, I'm not here. Cut the feed. Cut the feed. Cut the feed. Whew, that was a bust. Yeah, I thought he was from New Jersey. I thought he was from New Jersey, too, until we talked it out loud. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. Uh, I don't know everything, guys. You know what? I think I would rather see Zack Ryder in movies at this point than Miz. Like, I don't want to see The Miz. I want to see weird wrestlers. I want to see Yoshitatsu deliver a pizza and, <laughs> and Transformers. I want to see... Uh, I want to see Daniel Bryan show up and be the pawn shop owner. I want to see um, I want to see Tyson Kidd like being a plumber who just shows up to be like, well, that's your problem right there. Too many giant alligators in your pipes, you know, just something like that. And then he gets eaten by one. Yeah, uh, after he like after he suplexes it. Like I like I like movies that put wrestling moves in it for no reason uh-huh. except for besides the the wrestler who's in the film. And then I like the wrestlers just being in weird jobs. No, like just showing up briefly. I like that a lot. And if you're, if they're gonna be on screen for more than five minutes, make them an ass kicker. Okay. I don't want to see Triple H driving a school bus for more than five minutes. You know, <laughs> I do. Uh, and I go, I, I, I go by this. I, this is the scene that should be in every movie that has a wrestler. You need the equivalent of someone waiting in line at the bank. It's the wrestler, someone behind them complaining, him turning around and punching them in the face. Yeah. Yeah. And then pedigreeing their baby. Yeah. And their baby being their baby being their giant bodyguard. (laughs) Uh, then we, or, or here's a movie right here. Okay. Give me a wrestler. Uh, all right. I'll give you a wrestler. I'll give you Rob Van Dam. Rob Van Dam and that Rob Van Dam's wife. Who's what Rob Van Dam's wife? Another wrestler. Sure. Male or female? ODB. ODB is his wife. They have to. They are babysitting their friend's kid because they want to have they want to have kids, but they wanted to see if they could get used to it. And somehow the baby mutates to human size, 
and it's got all this toddler strength and it's just kicking. You mean adult size? No, no, no. Like adult, but it's like it's a it's a giant. It's still a baby, but it's still a baby, but it's it's a giant baby. Yeah, it's a giant baby, and it's like the giant big baby Hulk wandering through this uh, house, this mansion, and Rob Van Dam and ODB have to survive the night because the baby until the parents come home, and this baby's just kicking their asses. I like this. It's pretty terrifying. What would you call this movie? Uh, well, I just thought of a scene where it gets its first tooth. And a pizza delivery man shows up, and the baby fucking bites the guy's face off. <laughs> so we've gone to PG thirteen. Yeah, it's PG thirteen. Uh, who and I? Who would be that pizza boy? Who would be the pizza man? Well, you've already established you want Yoshitatsu as a pizza man. Yeah, but I—that's for another movie. At this point, like, I think. So he's got to speak better English than that. Well, I'd want Yoshitatsu to be one of the police officers who show up. Scotty Tuhati. Scotty Tuhati is the pizza man who shows up, and gets his face eaten, beaten, eaten by, eaten, eaten and, and beaten, beaten, eaten, by, eaten and beaten by the giant baby. And this is not like a romantic comedy. This is a straight-up fucking horror film. Oh, this is a horror film. Yeah, where this giant baby just causes chaos. Like, someone gets, like, a bookcase, like, falls over on them and, like, pins their legs. It's like the scientist who came over to help, uh, <laughs> uh, who, Mick Foley. And, like, the baby then, like, stomps on Mick the— Mick Foley's the scientist? Yeah, man. He's right. eccentric. And then the baby stomps on the bookcase. Figured it'd be the groundskeeper or something like that. Oh, you know what? That's way better. The groundskeeper, they're hiding inside the house. The groundskeeper comes into the house. It's very quiet. He's like, hello? Is everything okay in here? And then the baby's like, bah! and it fucking stomps and gets him. What would you call it? I, that's what I, I wanted to know. I was thinking big baby, but I, that doesn't do it for me. Um, Big baby. Uh baby no like i don't want a baby massacre because it sounds like you're killing babies yeah that's terrible and baby killer just sounds like it's a sign outside of it uh i was about to say adoption clinic (laughs) (laughs) new gimmick yeah um god i want to know what the name of this movie is it's got to be a good one hmm we'll think on it okay baby shitters (laughs) baby shitters that's the guy who shits out babies yeah the sandwich is a butt uh, yeah, I'll think of something. Hmm. Night of the baby, curse of the baby, birth death. No, nah, that's pretty good. Yeah, if the if the baby's uh, given birth to it and then immediately starts growing in size. Yeah. Happy birth death. No, but you don't want it to be like a giant gelatinous blob, like a giant new infant. You want it to have a little bit of mobility. Right, but it starts to grow at rapid speed as well. Oh, I should point out this is really similar to Honey. I shrunk. I blew up the kid. Not really, just that it grows big. Yeah. That's all. They don't kill that kid, do they? Oh, yeah, they do. Yeah, you'd assume... That's the only way they stop it, is they have to murder that child. They just get it with a howitzer, right, in the first 15 minutes? <laughs> yeah. They just mow it down. Uh, so back to this movie, sadly. Uh, so we've got the... I will say this when we go back to this movie. The Miz is all right. He's better in this than he is... I find him in wrestling. Yeah, I was surprised. Because he's charming. He's a good-looking dude. He's playing the part perfectly, which is a well, like a well-dressed, handsome, muscly sort of douchebag guy. Heartbroken. Heartbroken. But he's like he's he is still playing like a sleaze bag just a little bit. And a, not too bad. He's more he's just more sarcastic than that. Yeah. Because we find out that she fucking left him. She 
She left him three years ago, and they didn't get a chance to talk about it. Yeah, so he gets a, he gets a chance to be bitter about it, so he can make these jokes to her about it and mm-hmm. kind of be a dick, and he's earned it. I would love to see him in a movie where he gets to just play a full-on heel because he's pretty hated uh, once he's a heel just because we dislike him. Yes. But I'd love to see him just play a heightened reality TV version of himself. Yes, uh, he would be great at that because reluctantly I think that he's pretty good at this. So the team is back at the house trying to figure out how to find James because, as we said, James was kidnapped. Never mind the fucking app that we've seen over and over and over again. The great app that the boyfriend has been talking about. They can't figure that out. Uh, Cousin Boner offers to use this oversized dumb tracking device that they used in the first place. Mm-hmm. The track She might down. still have it. She might still have it, and they might use it. And, hey, uh, hey, hey. Uh, what are you doing with that uh, giant tracking device, huh? You just carrying it around with you? Well, yeah. Yeah, you... Just gonna... All right. We'll just put it... We'll just remember this. If we do anything illegal, bring it with you, because I don't want you to lose it. Ooh, right. Who am I? I don't know. You're an idiot. Yeah. Yeah, right. Oh, this guy, Manooch. Yeah, Baba fucking Manooch. Baba fucking Buttface. Falafel. Tori pieces together... Oh, and terrible, fake Italian jersey <laughs> made-up words. Instead of Tori figuring out that... To use the app, she pieces together that Big Don is getting prepared for a wedding. How could you tell it was for a wedding, Scott? Because of the shoes that she looked at for four seconds and that she had her face waxed. And, and there was a she's sparkly getting... Hopa? Yeah, and getting her nails done and like, oh, she's getting ready for... A... And she got a fake tan, which fake lasts tan. two days before it streaks. So that means she's getting married on the third tomorrow. Day. So It's probably going to be a big wedding. Mm-hmm. That's the best line in the movie. And everyone's like, huh? And he's like, because she's big. Right. It's very subtle. Great line. And we Great find, delivery. And that's when we find out Big Donna is the sister of Manucci. Dun-dun-dun. Because I thought they were going to get married together, but they're brother and sister. And where is she going to get married? Some new location? No, all the budget was spent on Christmas trees. This is at the warehouse again. Uh, another great movie would be Chris Jericho and uh, CM Punk are trapped in a warehouse that they've they're arms dealers and they've got this huge like sh- like uh, shipment of weapons and all this like alien technology and like all these crazy guns and stuff. Mm-hmm. And then there is an alien invasion. There's all these mutants and zombies outside the warehouse, and they have to defend their gun stockpile by using all these new and more intricate guns. Every firefight, because the uh, their the creatures keep getting more powerful. Hmm. What do you call that one? I don't know. Auto fire. Not that it's an auto fire. No, it's that's that's a directed DVD movie. Then uh, maximum gunshot. Uh so you got to do something with the best in the world, like the the blast in the world. No. Um. Uh. Dead air, dead air, dead air, dead air, dead air, dead air. This is what Hollywood pitch meetings are like, everybody. Yeah, it's a lot. This of... is what happens when you go to a Hollywood pitch meeting. Well, uh, just what are uh, what are the chances we can get a talking dog in there? <laughs> uh, 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 what would you call this fine film with a talking dog, Chris Jericho and CM Bunk? You know what? I think I might just call it infrared. Mm, okay, I like infrared. Yeah, I think that works. Because it, it's also the little red dot on the gun, and they also put on the night vision goggles to find the invisible aliens. And they're Russians. And they're Russians. Oh, that'd be awesome. I'm inferring that they're red. 
so we see at this wedding, a bunch of Italians are there, a bunch of mafia. And what do they do? Do they check their coats? Nope. They check their guns. Mm-hmm. And they put them on a coat rack that instead of hangers, they use fucking meat hooks. Is that I completely missed that. Yeah. Well, don't worry. They use that same shot in the movie twice. Oh. So if you missed it once, you had a chance to see it again. So they check their guns on fucking meat hooks where it's hanging by the trigger. So that's fucking weird. Uh, this party has n- music playing, but no one is talking. There is no background chatter. All the, we've done this before as a job. We've done the, the looping stuff where yeah. we go in for a party scene and then we do like the Walla. It's called Walla. Yeah, we've done the Walla. Uh, it's just sort of background flamingo noise, like if they're if they're at a wedding, and then you would go in, and this would be noisy. You wouldn't understand, but you're actually saying the words, so it'd be like, "Oh, what a lovely wedding! Doesn't the bride look lovely?" Oh yes. Oh, I can't, can't wait to get some of that cake. You say that stuff, but there's nothing, absolutely fucking no anything being said. But you see the actors and extras like. Peas and carrots, peas and carrots, peas and carrots, <laughs> talking, and there's no fucking noise. I think because the budget is blown on Christmas trees. Because there are more fucking Christmas trees in the warehouse. You know what, Scott? They donated all those Christmas trees after the film. This is IMDb trivia. No, they donated all those Christmas trees after the film to a mulch factory. <laughs> so they really wanted those Christmas trees to go to a good home. So they sent them to a mulch factory. The new heel faction? Mulch factory? Mulch factory. Oh, man, where they chew you up We're and gonna shit shoot you up out. and shit you out. Oh, those guys are good. Mm-hmm. Ezekiel Jackson and... Uh, uh, Monty Brown? Monty Brown and three to make faction. Oh. Uh, uh, Ahmed Johnson. Uh, yep. I would have gone with tiny white guy. Oh, uh, Scotty Too Hotty. Scotty Too Hotty. Man, that guy can do everything. Uh, then... Tori arrives and uses the app when inside the warehouse to find her now fiance. Finds the phone on the couch, just blinking and beeping away, really fucking loud. Blinking and a beeping. And then Leopold shows up with gun drawn, pins them down. They turn around with their guns. And he has his actory director moment where he's saying, like, you really think I'm that stupid? Yeah, he does. It's a big moment. And yeah. you think something's going to happen. And then I, I can't remember what happens. Did you just get hit in the back by a frying pan or something? No, gunshots are fired, and they all run out of the room. So he has two of them with <gasps> a gun, and those two have him with a gun, and they don't stay in that room shooting at each other. They just both, they all ran out of the room shooting. I don't know what the fuck happened. Like, you could have all killed each other, and that didn't happen at all. You know, a lot of Special Forces uh, guys say that time really slows down when you're in the middle of a firefight or a moment of a... Uh really critical sort of action like that it does and sound goes away as well yeah you don't hear anything um so the wedding ceremony maybe they were running to find their sound in action i I guess we also don't figure out who the fuck big don is gonna marry there's no husband ever revealed there's no groom this is super fucking weird wasn't it her she wasn't getting married to her brother no she wasn't he was walking her down the aisle at one point, she sits next to a guy wearing sunglasses and starts another, hitting on him. Yeah, another uh, mafia guy. It was a... Yeah, super weird fucking moment during a gunfight. And she goes, what's your name? Yeah, and it was great because you could see the response on his face where it was like, ooh, extra bump to paid, like to featured extra, but no one told like, him to do anything. Yeah. Oh, she's riffing. How fun. Yeah, that's the look on his face. Like, whoa, a little bit of riffing going on. Uh, just gonna... 
Oh, that's a keeper. We need to keep that moment. You asked what his name was. Oh, that's good. Uh, should I do anything, or should I just stay here looking stone-faced and slightly nodding? Shut up! Shut your fucking mouth! <laughs> Put a Christmas tree there instead! <laughs> Sir, we don't have any more Christmas trees. How can we be out of Christmas trees? Someone go to the Christmas tree lot. Sir, we bought the entire Christmas tree lot. Well, have we already donated everything to the mulch factory? Yes, Ahmed Johnson, Ezekiel Jackson, Scotty Tuati, and... Monty Brown. Monty Brown. I understand. I think another that's and that right there is us riffing on a popular uh, conversation that happens at most uh, production. True. Uh, uh, live productions. Uh, then we see in the gunfight. Uh, in the gunfight, when bullets are shot, cakes explode. Cakes explode. Ice sculptures explode. And so do the Christmas trees. Everything explodes upon impact. I remember seeing cake explode when shooting it. Yeah, I remember seeing that and thinking, that's, I've never seen a fake cake explode like that. Yeah, it fucking just all over the place explodes. Crazy. So, guys, I just want to point out also, now this is a great time to go onto the Wikipedia page for Christmas Bounty or <laughs> IMDb uh, comments or trivia section and just put in all the stuff we're talking about. These are really accurate uh, um observations that scott and i have made for this movie so good things to know super accurate uh then tori is now on the hunt for anucci and they're in a gunfight hiding behind gigantic water bottles and cardboard boxes for protection which is smart in case you get thirsty or need to send something yes or need to take a bullet and want just a little bit of something to slow it down just a teeny bit Mm -hmm. that's where you stand behind hey Hey, that's a gunfight. Get behind those boxes of confetti and dust. <laughs> they get into a fist fight, and then for every six moves she does, Anucci just does one and floors her. So yeah, typical Batman and Bane. True, typical Batman and Bane. He goes to shoot her, and then she hits a button, which sends a gigantic swinging hook that cracks him in the chest, doesn't kill him, um, and sends him flying to the concrete floor. Uh, Anucci has the gun pointed on him and then gives the signal for Leopold to come out with the hostage James. I was so excited. I thought the movie was over. It's like, oh, fuck, that's right. They got James. Shit. And then uh, they they try and strike a deal for James's freedom. Tori says, like, what what can I offer you to get so that James walks free? This is the time to make every orifice available. This is when the sexual favors just need to start hitting the floor. It's like, Ask to mouth whatever you want. You can you can uh, glass bottom bolt me. Uh, you can uh, you can you can piss in my hair. Like anything. I really thought this is where I was like the climax of the movie was really gonna happen. This is how you were. This is how you were tying things back into the sexual connotation, whispering from the very beginning. Yes, I thought this is what this movie is all about. This is the real Christmas bounty. Never Manucci mind, gets the Christmas never bounty. Never mind that she's been a strong female character up at this point. This is where the truth comes in. She reveals herself as a sexual entity. Mm-hmm. I understand. Yes, because she lowered her gun, Steve. She did. Her strength is gone. Her real strength as her a female metallic, protagonist. Her metallic penis has been removed from the equation. Yes. I get what you're laying down. Yes. I get what you're slapping me in the face with. And her platinum vagina holds all the power. That's true because it's the it's the last thing that holds any currency. Mm-hmm. That's right. It's not that's not a fiat currency. That's platinum, Scott. That's right. The governments and uh, dictatorships toppled. All right. Her adamantium asshole is ready. That's right. For Manucci, Manucci. Get manning up. 
I really thought it was all going to be there. And then Leopold could get on if he wants. And James would be like, what the fuck do you do for a living? I like how you you ended this movie like what you would assume someone would just Photoshop a bunch of hardcore pornography into it. It's like, at this point, I just thought that someone would Photoshop all the sex into it. Yes, Reddit, our <laughs> Christmas bounty, will now have a field day with this on the page. Yeah. We're just sexual maneuvers from Tori and Leopold and... And Miz and Manucci. Uh, uh, Big Donna. And Big Donna and James and Mom and Dad and Dog the Bounty Hunter. And, and Bones. Beth. And, yeah, Cousin Boner. Yeah. Uh, uh, the Christmas trees. Don't forget the Christmas trees. Oh, the Christmas trees. trees. Uh, yeah. Anthropomorphic Christmas trees with dicks. This movie could have ended way better than it did. Yeah. But uh, we'll get to the ending. So. Well, I'm telling you, mutants and zombies. That's all these That's all these wrestling movies ever need. <laughs> and more sex. More sex. More like that moment in Wrong Side of Town with Batista just sitting with a topless woman at the bar. That or in No Holds Barred where uh, the woman wakes up next in bed next to Hulk Hogan. It sounds like he's just jacking off, like <laughs> just crazy, and he's just doing furious push-ups. Yeah. That was weird. That was really, way, way fucking weird. In general, all these fucking movies are weird. We're watching people who parade around in their underpants all the time fighting each other. Now in clothes. Yeah, and so I think that's sort of what one of the issues are is when you start judging them based on their acting or their portrayals of things. It's like, yeah, but I guess it's just weird because they're wearing clothes and talking and not punching people in their underpants. It is weird. And Miz had a really good fight scene right at the end here, right before... When he's fighting a bunch of guys, he does a back body drop to a guy on the table. Like now, all of a sudden, Miz can fight. Um, so he had a he had a, a decent fight scene for a family movie. Like he was punching dudes and looking good, looking sharp, doing it, looking like Chris Redfield from Resident Evil uh, without ammo. Mm-hmm. And then uh, on the outside, Anucci's taking James and Tori away, and we see Miz up on the rooftop of the warehouse, and she gives him the signal, and Miz. Dives, does some high flying maneuvers onto Leopold, and Leopold. It looks like uh, Sinkara oh, botch though. A, yeah, this was outside, right? Yeah, yeah. Sinkara botch because Leopold catches him and then slams him to the ground right away. Like he didn't get in the offense of the slam onto him. Mm-hmm. Instead, Leopold just drives him into the ground. So they're fighting and all this stuff is happening. Spoiler, spoiler. The end of the movie. Um, uh, Miz knocks out Leopold. Uh, Anucci gets away into a car. Tori goes to another car, drives through the entire warehouse, crashes into him, and then finally cuffs Manucci. And then this is the strangest moment of the movie to me of all. Tori has a moment with James, her fiance. Well, but right before that, is it? She talks to Miz, and Miz is like, "Hey, look, I'm pre-law now, and I've really missed you, and I'm in love with you." Yes, you're but right. you're like, you're obviously happy now, and that's all that's important to me. So maybe the next girl who I fall in love with, who's as great as you, won't leave. Won't leave because I'm I'm bettering myself basically. Yeah. And so it's you're like, right. yes, I forgot that part. And then so it's like, oh great, Miz has moved on, and he still cares about her, and it's like, and now she can go back to the person who she obviously cared about throughout the movie. And then she goes, talks to him at the paramedic. And now I was hoping you would be able to describe the scene to me because I watched it and I had no interest in watching it a second time, but I had no idea what happened. Does he say something like, well, hopefully you can put all this behind you? Here's what I jotted down. Tori confronts James and says she's sorry about lying to him. James accepts confronts. her Confronts? For... How can you confront someone with an apology? Well, I mean, like, they... Okay. It's, it's, the, it's a meeting. It's a, it's a, well, all that shit happened, right? Let's talk. 
Uh, James accepts her for who she is and says, I wish you hadn't lied about who you were because the Tori I knew was great and so is this new one. And I'm glad all three of us know each other now. And then she says, I can't get away from who I am. I'm still a bounty hunting Jersey girl. And then James says, well, goodbye. That's what I thought happened. Yeah. He fucking gives up. He's not in love with her at all. He doesn't fucking say like, great. And I'm cool with that. I think your family's pretty great, and Is you saved my life. Is this something you can do in the city where we both lived? Yes. Could you do more of the office-type job? Or, or is this another conversation a- we need to have? Like, are, do you want to move? Should we be doing this in Jersey? Yeah. He fucking just goes, well, see you later then. Fiance, don't give me back the ring. Uh, wait, can we just bone one more time? Like, you offered me some New Year shit that I want to cash in on. This is no my money void. in the bank. No and void. Yeah, it's crazy. He just lets her go. He does say something sweet, which is like, well, I hope that blah, 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 blah. But then she immediately r- jumps over another car, as she did in the beginning. And no, then she, did, she jumps over. She runs a police up car. a police car. And immediately I thought she was going to get tackled to the ground and just tased to be like, get off that cop car. <laughs> yeah, get off the Stop cop her. car. <laughs> and then she lands on Mrs. fucking sweet car. Is a Ferrari? Yeah, this some Fer- like some Ferrari? red nice Ferrari. Like Alberto Del Rio would go, hey, that's a nice car, huh? She jumps on it, and then as he gets out to go, what the fuck? She jumps in his arms and kisses him. <laughs> Classic. Classic. <laughs> and Independent then, woman just, you know, doesn't end up with the nice guy. She goes for the muscle-bound jerk. Am I right, Scott? <sighs> Classic. I didn't know how to feel in this. This one hit too close to home for me personally. You know, it was It was weird. It was weird that... Because I'm not enough of one and some of the other, and I'm like, well, shit, the girl that I like wouldn't choose either of me. You already chose the guy who's the who's the majority of both. Fucking shit, this Honestly, movie. Honestly, I think that's the, the woman who doesn't pick either of those guys is probably worth going after because she's probably got something smart going on. Well, one of them's a total milk toast, and the other guy's, well, huh, issues. <laughs> So she chose the Miz, which I, mean, you I guess can't is email good. Email somebody after ten years of leaving, be like, "Hey, by the way, just looking for some closure. You totally fucking left me, and now I'm working in this business with your parents every day." Yeah, ah, bizarre. But I, I guess the better ending of the two, because they didn't want her to be with James. He's weird. And then he gives up. Ah, oh, that's not love. What a fucking weirdo. I thought he was gonna end up with Lizzie the legs. Yeah, I that doesn't so. happen either. Yeah, we end on. Back at the house, uh, everybody's there. They're smiling. They're happy. Their parents are going to have a honeymoon. The kids are going to take over the business. The parents got new uh, motorcycles. Um, Lizzie the Legs shows up with her famous cookies, and fucking Cousin Boner comes out like a goddamn psychopath and grabs the cookies from her. No, if, if Bones can't have all the cookies, nobody gets any cookies. He doesn't even hit on Lizzie. Like, everybody's ending up together and goes like, I love your cookies, especially the one who makes them. He takes them and she goes, you need to share those. And he goes, no way. I swear he goes inside and jerks off on those cookies like a goddamn psycho since James isn't around to put his dick on his face anymore while he's sleeping. If he's the last person to jack off on those cookies, he has to eat those cookies, Scott. <laughs> and he those will. Those are the rules. Cousin Boner is a goddamn weirdo in this movie. He's so weird. And Lizzie, the legs, ends up with nobody. And Miz uh, ends up hugging the two ladies and doing oh, a wasn't, patented Miz I smile. I Lizzie was married. No. No? To who? Her husband, I guess. <laughs> to Big Donna's fiance that we never saw either. God, mystery. That mystery man. And then the well, movie. Well, how great would it have been if it turned out that her fiance was Apocalypse from X-Men? 
<laughs> that would have been awesome. Uh, yeah, it would have. And then or it, morph. Yeah, or morph. morph. No. God, you know, I can't believe Wolverine and Morph were such good friends in the cartoon show because Morph always seemed like an asshole. Yeah. Like he was always making jokes. <laughs> and then he came back with those dark circles. I'm Jean Grey, Wolverine. Yeah. Oh, great. Let's fuck. Nah, I'm not. Here's my dick. Yeah. Ah, Morph, no. <laughs> yeah, I'm Jean Grey, the woman you've always been in love with, but who's going out with the leader of the X-Men, the Cyclops. Yeah. I'm Professor X. Oh, I can finally walk. You did it, Wolverine. You gave me the spirit. Oh, yay. Nah, I'm just lying. I'm oh. Morph. Morph is an... I, man, watching the X-Men cartoon show was such a fucking chore. Like, I wanted to watch it. Yes. And once you watched it, it was like, yeah. And then every time I was like... They what just kept showing the same episode, yeah, the same pilot episode of opera. Night and the Sentinels over and over again. Yeah. And then once they did have new episodes, it was like, cool. There was one with X-Factor that was really cool. Yeah, X-Pac and Just Incredible and Albert. Yeah. Yeah, X-Factor. X-Factor. But then, like, I was just tired of people always... That was the one cartoon show where everybody was talking about their feelings all the time. Ugh, yeah, terrible. Or when they went to Genosha. That was, stuff was all right. There, was cool, there were times where I had cool little That was the lines. one that I just kept watching over. That was the one I kept seeing all over again. I kept seeing the fucking pilot episode. Night of the Sentinels, they showed all the time. All the goddamn time. And then there's the one where Wolverine fights Sabretooth in the Arctic with the Eskimos. Yeah. But, like, they saw that mm-hmm. eight times. I had that one, or I had that one on VHS. I don't know if I have that anymore. And then when Mr. Sinister shows up the first time, it was pretty cool. Yeah. But then you realize what a weird outfit he has and how non-functional it is. Yeah. And what was... What was the best one I saw? I think it was there was the X-Men Spider-Man cartoon show crossover was the best I saw. That was really cool. Punisher shows up in that one. That's not on the X-Men cartoon series. No, it's on the Spider-Man animated series. Oh, okay. Well, that comes to an end of this movie because that's how it ends. Everybody's happy and everybody's celebrating. Talking about the X-Men cartoon show. Oh, but wait. There's a little bit extra in the credit sequence. I hope you like dancing and music. And I hope you like the weirdest fucking Santa impression you've ever heard, because yeah. I'll try and recreate it. Ho, ho, ho. Merry Christmas. And I'll begin to dancing. Yep. It sounded so fucking weird. It sounded like somebody doing a terrible Walter Matthau. It was a terrible... It was someone doing the intro track for a giant techno song. And it turns out they took... They shot so much extra footage... At the dance club earlier in the movie. Yes. At Pacino's. At Pacino's, yes. They, they covered the credits in a giant fucking dance-off between... It, no, it was just Miz dancing with it was, his shirt over his head. It was Miz dancing like I did in high school, along with Tori, James, and two not-funkadactyls. Yeah. Just going crazy. Dancing all over the place while the credits roll, and you're reminded this is a WWE film. Uh, and Everybody likes dancing and music. And then the fucking strangest things of all is they show a shot of James on the ground going, that's a wrap for Christmas bounty. And then everybody bows. They break the fourth wall amongst it. Mm -hmm. It's not just a dance celebration later where you go, yeah, then New Year's they went dancing. No, he says, I I wouldn't be surprised if that was the the wrapping shot of Christmas bounty was some scene with James. They included that. Yeah. From the character, you go, well, he's a smarmy prick. I don't like him. Mm Mm-hmm. He's a swarry pick. I don't like him. Okay, so cl- uh, closing thoughts on this, on this, uh, well, on Christmas bounty. Uh, I really the X Men cartoon series. I feel like giving another visit. <laughs> no, um, I watched the entire thing like two years ago. Really? And it really drops off halfway through. Jeez. It there. Uh, one of the worst episodes is when Jubilee tells fairy tale stories to mutants trapped in in a well. That sounds familiar. It's fucking awful. 
Yeah. They don't. She doesn't tell stories about previous X Men adventures. It then goes into fairy tales instead with X Men characters. Mm-hmm. It's so dumb. It's so crazy dumb. Uh. I think every time we watch a Gets Jerked episode of a narrative and not a documentary, I'm always reminded of how much I wish I was writing these wrestling movies. Like, it's painful. Like just I, I'm sure the listeners love hearing your ideas for these wrestler movies. Listeners, if you do, tweet us and let us know that you like these so Steve actually gets off his ass and writes these scripts. You imagine if they had uh, The Punisher but with The Undertaker? Oh, the Pundertaker. The Pundertaker. Where he's constantly telling puns until someone dies. Mm-hmm. I couldn't think of a single fucking pun. <laughs> Other than Pundertaker? Other than Pundertaker. Um, this movie was better than I thought it would be. I don't recommend anyone watch it, even at an hour 15. The Miz is charming. The Miz is decent. He's in a small role, so he does okay for himself. I thought he was going to be way worse. I thought it was going to be laughable. It's not. Yeah, there's does no okay. laughing going on in this movie. I wouldn't mind seeing The Miz in a Resident Evil movie as a guy that gets killed. As a as a star's agent. Like a Barry? Yeah. Or a Gordy. Yeah. He plays a Canadian. Or a... Uh, uh, who are the doctors? Who's the guy who created the T-Virus? Oh, he can't be a doctor. No. He's too big. Uh... Uh, I'd love to see him in a God of War movie, get his head chopped off. Yeah. In a, you know, in an Aliens type movie. I mean, the oh, second yeah, Alien like movie. A, like like a, he's uh, one of the team members. Like a Hudson. He'd be a great Hudson. Yeah. Uh, which one's Hudson? Is Hudson was Paxton? Paxton, yeah. Yeah. He, like a fast-talking, shit-talking, scared guy. A guy that does get totally scared and a guy gets, gets slaughtered. Oh, and uh, this is what I think. This is here. Uh they run out of ammo. He grabs a fire axe and he tries to chop off one of those giant banana heads from the uh, one of the xenomorphs. Uh-huh. And when he chops it, it just pours acid and it just cuts him in half. Oh, or just melts his face off. Oh, that's pretty good too. Yeah. Just, ah, no, no, ah. he gets cut in half and then his top half lands and then all the acid comes out and melts his face off. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> and then Awesome. So this was bad, and the and the young lady who's in it—I said her name before. I don't know how to really pronounce it. Uh, or one of the four French. bad guys in RoboCop, not a Clarence Boddicker, but the uh, the black guy who laughs. Ah! Yeah. Mind if I put this away? <laughs> <laughs> okay, that was great. Uh, Francia Rasa, she's great too. I I hope this I hope this doesn't hurt her career. This movie. I think she's a pop star, right? I don't know, but she's she's a good actress and she can kick butt. And everybody did a pretty good job. I did like James. I did like the sleazy fiance. I oh, I him. didn't like that guy. He's weird. But he's gonna pop up in something again. I'm gonna go. Oh, that's that guy. Yeah, he's the he's the lawyer in like in Law and Order Special Victims Unit or the rapist. Like he could play either one. Yeah, he's he's the rapist Ben Stiller. Yeah. Um. So yes, we watched this on Christmas for you. Hopefully you enjoyed this. Hopefully you found entertainment out of this. Uh. Oh. I, I would like to get some closing thoughts from Mrs. Stat, though. Okay. I think that's only fair. Oh, because... he was supposed to wander back in three times, wasn't he? Apparently. I Well, I just see him. He's been eating a cheese log the entire time. I've been watching that out of the corner of my eye. <gasps> Timber. <laughs> Timber. Mrs. Dad, how are you doing? Oh, is it a good Christmas for you? I'm almost done eating all these walnut flakes. Or these almond flakes while covering this cheese log. You Yeah, you dissected that thing. Yeah, it's... You know, hearing what you guys had to say, I really think that uh, 
Christmas brownies worth taking a look at. Really? Especially because the wonderful actors involved, uh, the woman who played uh, 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 Tornado, she was good. Mm-hmm. Uh, the man who played Manucci, he was good. Uh-huh. Yeah. And those are the two people I would mention first if I was to well, ever tell anybody. If you were to mention three people, though, in total, who would the third be? Mm. I do think the cousin Boner was pretty funny. Okay, well, uh, four, if you were and to go Steven's, top four. Uh, Steve Sears' uh, ookie cookie joke was quite timely. Okay, well, if you were to name four characters. Uh, the dad. The dad who didn't have sleeves, he's pretty great. Okay, well, if you were to include all the characters, where would your son Mike the Miz Mizanin and then uh, fall? Who? Your son. Your son is is. If you look at the DVD cover right here, you can see your son is on the cover. Hey, look, this cheese log is on its side. Did you know that if a tree falls in a forest, it can sort of help the ecosystem of the forest? Yes. Like small creatures can live inside it. Yes, and I'll tell you this. If your son fails in life, then the other wrestlers are going to eat him alive. That's Akuda Matata. <laughs> okay, well, shit. You just don't care about your son. But Merry Christmas, Mrs. Dad. Great, I'm going to give my son some presents. What are you going to give him? Uh, whatever I can find around the house. You know, just classic stuff. Scotch tape. <laughs> You're just going to give him stuff that you're done with? Hey, I get really excited about Scotch tape. <laughs> really? It sticks stuff together, and it's clear. Well, I guess you're more excited for Scotch Tape than you are your own son, The Miz. Got a lot of blanket statements there, Scott. Of course I'm excited about all these nachos. Well, yeah, it doesn't look like your son's face anymore. That's because I ate the eyes. (laughs) Oh, that's terrifying. Well, that's uh, Christmas Bounty starring The Miz, everybody, on our Get Stirked episode. So Merry Christmas to all you jerks. Happy Hanukkah. Happy Kwanzaa. Uh, Other holidays. Yeah, Happy New Year. And uh, I hope it's a good one. Uh, let us know if you watched Christmas Bounty and what you thought of it. And if you're, or if you didn't at all. So, for Curtain Jerks, I'm Scott Narver. I'm Steve Sears. Merry Christmas, you jerks! Scott, what a great show today. One of the best. Always the best. Great bests. If you want to get interactive with Curtain Jerks, which I know you do, Steve. I, absolutely. That would be another great best thing to do. Go to Facebook.com slash Curtain Jerks. Hey, that's a great place to see photos of you with wrestlers and interact with stupid. us. I look stupid. Hey, you look pretty classy. But yeah, get interactive with us. You can talk with us on there. We post matches, photos, videos, all kinds of stuff. Is there another way we can interact with our fans? We can. We can interact with all these jerks at Twitter. Twitter.com slash Curtain Jerks. What a great Twitter handle. We tweet all the time. We, we tweet at breakfast. Tweets. We do live tweets of shows, live tweets of live events. I should wake up for breakfast. Yeah, you should. You could tweet it. And of course, listening to Curtain Jerks is massively important listen to curtain jerks on comedypodcastnetwork.com stitcher radio and itunes all free rate and review us on itunes makes oh, a big difference that's to us. huge yes yeah, huge fantastic. makes us a global phenomenon you have received this transmission from the comedy podcast network For more shows, visit ComedyPodcastNetwork.com.